Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest is Imogen Ragone, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. And actually Imogen is going to interview me and the general topic is how we use our arms and hands. Imogen, welcome. Uh Yes, thank you. Glad to be here. This sounds interesting, but let's maybe just start with, um, you can tell us what is the Alexander Technique? The, I would say the Alexander Technique is a way of learning how to use our bodies in accordance with how nature intended them to be used so hmm. that we can do everything more easily with less strain and less chance of injury. And it's a method that you typically learn from a teacher. Very good. Um, so why don't you tell me what you've been discovering about use of the arms and hands? Well, let me, let me uh, say where this all came from. Um, uh, an Alexander teacher in Pittsburgh, Ellen Stafford, wrote a blog uh, a few months ago titled, and I always have to check the pronunciation in this, Brachiation, uh, B-R-A-C-H-I-A-T-I-O-N, brachiation. Sounds Brachi right to me. Yeah, <laughs> brachiation is a really, um, it's a, a way of, that certain uh, primates use to swing um, from one branch to another in the forest. Okay. And... Um, she, she apparently there's some there's some um, suggestions that some anthropologists have made that humans at some point engaged in that behavior as well. But the key idea that um, she develops is if you take a look at um, a um, a primate doing that, and she has a wonderful little video of this. And you watch how they, when a hand reaches out, or a paw, or whatever it is, or claw, uh, reaches out to a new branch, the first part that comes in contact with that branch is the little finger, and then the rest of the hand. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's kind of interesting because you can um you could actually conduct uh, some experiments on your own i i've i've used it originally with some of my students who had trouble reaching especially like reaching cans or reaching glasses on high shelves mm -hmm. and so i would just ask them well just reach up there as you normally would and they would get to a certain height and then I say, okay, now just lead with your little finger. Make make your intent getting your little finger in contact with that object. And then allow the rest of your hand to gently envelop it. And typically, they can reach significantly higher that way, more efficiently. Mm -hmm. And um, when they do envelop the object with their hand, <laughs> mm -hmm. they're not gripping it in quite the same way they would if they were kind of approaching it in their habitual way, where the grip is sort of often already there, mm -hmm. well yeah. before the object is reached. 
Yeah, it's very interesting. You shared this with me the other day and I've been experimenting just a little bit and it it seems to make a huge difference and it feels like um, it integrates right down my back more clearly, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's um, I have to say for quite a while, I thought of this as sort of something that I, I could show people that had trouble reaching. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think of it as anything beyond that and um but uh then i don't know a couple of months ago i started exploring um that uh process in uh, various activities i uh, swimming being i do a lot of swimming mm. and um what i discovered is that if if you when you're doing say a front crawl if you just have that intent that it's your little finger that's going first, the whole the whole movement changes. It becomes much more powerful. You you end up extending your arm a lot further with no more effort, maybe even less effort. And swimming is faster and easier and more fun. And it's a simple change. And you know, I would say uh, on. Uh, all the things that we're going to talk about today, anyone listening could explore them for themselves. You don't have to have any Alexander background. So, for example, if you swim, swim a few uh, feet just in your habitual way and then just shift over to, as I move my arm up and over or whatever the movement is, is I'm really directing my little finger. That's where mm. the, the intent is. And of course, the whole hand and arm come, comes along. But my intent is to reach with my little finger. Interesting. Or at home, you could just stand by a wall and reach up without giving a lot of thought to it as far as you comfortably can and make a note of where that point is and then change it to I'm directing my little finger to reach up and my hand comes along with that. And pretty much everyone I've ever done that with notices, you can see that it's Mm -hmm. gotten higher. And you haven't done any extra strain or effort. In fact, I think somewhat less effort. Yeah, Um, I'm wondering just, from exploring myself whether there's a little bit of a spiral that happens. I think so. I think there's a spiral. And I think it's also tied in with um, an idea of body mapping, which for those listeners who are not familiar is a kind of a subset or offshoot of the Alexander technique, which is basically learning on yourself where certain key joints and muscles are and how they operate so that you can move in accordance with that those realities and the reality is that in your forearm there are these two bones the the ulna and the radius Mm -hmm. and the way it works is the rate the radius is capable of rotating around even crossing over the ulna so you could turn your you could bend your elbow look at your hand have it palm up and then you could just rotate your hand around usually pretty close to 180 degrees Mm -hmm. it's a pretty pretty huge amount of movement yeah i'm sitting here doing it (laughs) and you might want to experiment with um just knowing that 
the axis of that rotation is your little finger as opposed to what a lot of people implicitly think it seems which is that the axis is your thumb a lot of people would think that the thumb is kind of this the thing that everything rotates around and that's just not the case it's more the thumb is the part that's rotating it's the part that's rotating but the other thing is that anatomically um, we tend to think of our little finger as being pretty weak but um, if I could just quote from uh, I want to quote from Ellen's blog because she puts it really nicely she writes it may surprise you to learn that the strongest part of the hand is actually the pinky side, not the mm-hmm. thumb. The muscles of the little finger connect through to muscles in the outside of the forearm much more strongly than those on the thumb side, meaning that the pinky side of the hand has a much more direct connection to the support muscles of the back and scapula. If all you've got supporting you is your hand, you're better off grasping with the pinky. It'll give you a much more stable hold. And she also mentions, this is something that was fascinating to me, that martial artists who use weapons hold the weapon most tightly with the pinky and most loosely with the index finger. It's a stronger and more stable hold and... Incidentally, martial artists refer to this hold as the monkey grasp. So, um, her basic point is that this information is extremely useful for for humans in general, not just um, uh, primates. So, anyway, I, I I experimented with swimming. The other activity I do a lot for exercise is walking. And so I... I thought, well, what would happen if I just uh, thought of my arms as ending in my little finger? Uh, Not trying to make anything happen, but just at the normal swinging of my arms as I walked, I I just put my attention on my little fingers of the two arms. And it it immediately changed the way the arms moved. They move more easily and more. And I could also sense a little upness in my upper body, a little upward and outward release, which mm-hmm. kind of shocked me when I first noticed it. And then I thought, okay, that's, a, that's pretty interesting. How about if I'm just standing still, doing nothing, just standing in my usual way with my arms hanging freely to my side, and the, and then just change it so that it's really the little finger that's hanging down from my wrist or whatever. Or the the thought mm-hmm. would be on the little finger. Mm-hmm. And immediately I felt a little subtle opening up in my chest. Yeah, it's very interesting indeed. It's amazing. Yeah. And um I think I think the reason is that when you're really uh, directing your little finger, even even not moving, just standing, you're really reorienting the arm slightly so that gravity is now operating freely on it. That if you're thinking in terms of your thumb or your index finger being what's 
you know, pointing to the ground, there's a little twist in you that takes takes everything slightly off kilter so that your arm is not actually freely responding to gravity. You're adding a little something. Whereas yeah. if you if you just think of your little finger, you're just saying, Hey, gravity take over. I'm not gonna interfere with this. It seems to me from just experimenting a little bit when I kind of go back to not not thinking about the little finger, there's like a little inward which could almost, if it was exaggerated, it would be a kind of a curling in, a, 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 the whole arm, you know, a, a slump, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, I, it, it's really fascinating, um, the, the, the kinds of experiments you can do. I think any activity where you're using your hands, which includes an awful lot of things, for example, a musician, mm. um, uh, reaching for their bow if they're a violinist and then moving their bow across the instrument if they could just change the intent to i'm moving my little finger or you know the it's a very subtle thing it's not that you're trying to make something different happen but you're just thinking in terms of your little finger being the leading edge of the movement you'll get a different you'll get a different kind of movement or if you're using your computer and you're about to put your hands over the keyboard if you could just think of your little finger leading the way mm. um i think you might find find out some interesting things i think there are all kinds of of things you could explore with and i think we're just kind of scratching the surface here but to me this seems like a really easy thing that pretty much anyone can learn can learn from and explore mm. yeah it's fascinating i would love to see experiments with for example uh, baseball pitchers Ooh. you know uh t like what's the final thought as they bring their arm around to propel the ball forward what would happen if they just gave a little extra thought to their little finger? Hmm. Who knows? I mean, I I think it's an o an area for open uh, inquiry, open yeah. exploration. Now, I did have occasion to do an impromptu experiment this very morning. Okay. Which, <laughs> yeah, tell which, us more. Well, I was at the bank actually, and mm -hmm. um, it's it, they know me there. And, okay. <laughs> and they they even know that I'm a, an Alexander teacher. This uh, this one lady in particular knows that, and we've talked about it occasionally. And uh, I had to deposit some checks, and I, I needed some cash back. And they have to fill out a little form for the cash back part. And I always watch bank tellers because, you know, typically they they really grip not just bank tellers, but people writing tend to really grip the pen, um, often seriously distorting their whole body doing it, kind of scrunching up to do that. And uh, this lady started writing on the form, and she was doing some of that. And I, there was no, it, the bank was not crowded, so I said, how would you like to do a little experiment with writing? <laughs> and she said, sure. And so I said, well, let's not do it with a bank form, but maybe just a piece of paper and just write write your first name on it. And she did. And I said, now, this time, put the pen down 
And as you bring your hand over to the pen, why not just have as your intent leading with your little finger? Have your make have the idea that the first connection with the pen is going to be your little finger. And she did and picked up the pen and wrote her name again. And it was just a look of astonishment on her face because she said, I don't understand what happened. Uh, it didn't seem like I was writing it, but it got written. And uh, uh, because she just was doing it in such a different way, because she, you know, she, the job she's in, she's doing this all the time. And she had developed these habits around writing. That's interesting, and I'm kind of experimenting with a pen in my hand as you speak, and I'm just curious because when I'm actually writing, of course, my little finger isn't actually touching the pen. The pen is between my thumb and my... Right, but if the initial contact is with your little finger and then you need to change things around Mm -hmm. so that you're actually holding the pen... All of that's happening on its own, not as part of the reaching out for the pen. Now, the reaching out for the pen, I think reaching for things, people tend to already have an idea of how they're going to grab onto it. Yeah, And this takes away from that. And then, oh. I'm definitely picking it up in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. Um, so yeah. there's an experiment <laughs> listeners can do. And I, I think maybe at some point it would be fun to do a, a follow-up podcast on this. I am planning on doing a blog about this as well. Because I think there are probably a zillion other examples that people could experiment with. And it would be fun to see and get some feedback on, on what, what, um, what they come up with. Okay, that's, this is great. It's very very interesting it sounds like you kind of covered what you wanted to say but is there anything else at all i don't i don't think so um i'm i'm i have to say i'm still exploring this myself but um no i think i've i've said everything i know right now very good (laughs) then i'll hand it back to you to finish Uh, up here okay well um uh my guest today has been Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington. I'll put a link to her site by the interview, and I'll also put a link to the blog, Ellen Stafford's blog on this topic, because okay. she's the one who really, first person I ever ran into who, who talked about this. And uh, also put a link to a site where you can learn more about the Alexander Technique uh, in general, and will enable you to locate a teacher uh, where, where you, wherever you live. So, hey, thanks so much for this, Imogen. Oh, thank you. Fascinating. <laughs>